0: Welcome to The Bug Plug, a podcast. I'm Kaylee, and today we're looking at some bug news. So it's the last day of April, so we're looking back at some bug news and like articles from this month. Um, before we dive in in some Kaylee bug news, I have so many bugs in my like yard, flower beds, and garden right now. Every time I go out, I see like a pretty carpenter bee and several little honey bees. The wolf spiders are starting to come out. Of course I have like grasshoppers and crickets. Every now and then I see some butterflies. I had a monarch this week that was really exciting. I was out pruning my apple trees and it just flew right up on me. I was like, "Oh my gosh! Hi, welcome." Um, also, I have a lizard in my backyard, and the little frog in my front flower bed. I know they aren't bugs, but they make me super happy whenever I see them. If you are also starting to see bugs where you are, be sure to share them with us on Instagram. You can tag us at BugPugPod so I can see them. I love this time of year when everything's like coming out. I really like the flowers, but. Man, it's nice when you go out and there's like a bee or a butterfly. It just makes you happy. All right. So let's get into news. Um, As a reminder, in these little news slash article episodes, I look up some scientific articles about bugs that came out that month and we go over them. I get a lot of these from Science Daily, but some come from other sources like NPR or Cell Press. And then every now and then there will just be like a random like New York Times article or something. So the first article I want to talk about is over a topic that we sometimes talk about here on the Bug Plug. It's titled Chitin from Consuming Insects Can Help Both Gut Microbiota and Global Health. We love the topic of eating bugs. So the fact that you can actually, you know, be healthier by eating bugs and help the earth is an incredible win-win. Real quick. Um... (laughs) Before we get too far into this, I had my mind blown while reading this article. So in the summary, it breaks down how to say chitin and it says it should be now it should be pronounced chitin. What? So this is an audible medium, so like just so we're all on the same page. Chitin is spelled C-H-I-T-I-N. Apparently that's chitin? I swear I have a biology degree, and I'm like 98% sure everyone said chitin whenever I did like my zoology class. Chitin? Now that I'm looking at the word, I can kind of see it, but it's chitin. Whatever. I, this is my podcast, the stuff that makes up the outside of insects, chitin. Okay, (laughs) so back to the topic. Can you hear my chair squeaking? Wow. Okay. Increased insect consumption by humans may be better for both gut health and planetary health. Chitin, or chitin, (laughs) and healthy fats from insects appear to contribute to healthy gut microbiota and are strong sources of protein and nutrients, according to this paper. I'm a human with very poor gut health, so if eating a few crickets would help, I'm 100% on board. The study includes that there are like 3,000 ethnic groups in about 130 countries that regularly consume insects. In the past, they've been like wild-caught insects. But insect farming for human food purposes is becoming increasingly popular. The farming and consumption, consumption of insects has a better environmental impact when compared to other meat sources. So that's the environmental thing. Like it's better... For the planet, if we farm insects to eat versus farming things like pigs, cows, sheep, goats, that kind of thing. Um, while we're here, one of my life goals is to have um, a couple of sheep and also some alpacas. And a donkey? This is way off topic. Did you know? <laughs> Not bug related at all. Donkeys or a donkey is often kept with livestock as like a protector. It's like a guardian donkey. It'll kill like coyotes and stuff. Crazy. I learned that this week. So, when I get my al- excuse me, when I get my alpacas, I'll have to get a donkey too. Not that I'm mad about it. Donkeys are so fun. Um anyway, back to my notes. Let me figure out where I was. According to the study, insects are touted as a good source of protein, but also the fiber content chitin is not found in other animal foods, and the omega-3 content is higher than what is found in many plant foods. So from a dietary standpoint, you get a lot out of these little guys. You get fiber, protein, and omega-3s. So these components may provide unique benefits for the gut by encouraging healthy gut microbiota and reducing intestinal inflammation. That's incredible. So the take-home message here is that Americans need to eat more bugs. Love that. Uh, Cricket flour is a thing, like, for baking. Um, I know you can buy it at, like, some of the specialty grocery stores here. And I also know they make chips out of bugs. So there are some accessible ways to get bugs into your diet if just, like, straight-up eating, like, beetles and caterpillars isn't your jam. Which... To get eating bugs more popular in America, North America, um, or the United States, I guess, specifically, that sort of, look, they're Doritos, but made out of, like, cricket flour, or, like, hey, this is made out of ground-up beetles without, like, actually eating the bugs, I think is the way to do it. It's a little bit more palatable for people who haven't been eating bugs, but we should be eating bugs. The next study... I just, I have no words. Here's the title and subtitle, and these are complete quotes, quoting directly. Biologists discover bees to be brewmasters of the insect world. New study sheds light on subterranean microbreweries of ground-nesting beetles. Okay, we're on the same page, flabbergasted, yes? Let's continue. (laughs) I read that headline and was like, don't even know what they're talking about, but we have to learn about it. So the study is all about cellophane bees, which is a type of bee we haven't learned about here before. These bees make sauerkraut. (laughs) Did you think it was beer? Because same, I thought they were making beer, but no, they're making something like sauerkraut. So here's a direct quote from the study. Quote, it was intriguing find that cellophane bees use a strategy called spontaneous fermentation, which is how certain fermented foods like sauerkraut are made. Rather than passing on starter cultures from generation to generation, they use wild strains of lactobacilli that are ambiguous in flowers. It suggests that fermentation-based symbioses like this one can evolve without domestication, What makes these bees special is that they've figured out how to create a favorable environment in which lactobacilli grow really well. So, end quote, that's the end of it. And to back up really quick, that lactobacilli are bacterium that break down food, absorb nutrients, and fight off the quote-unquote bad organisms that might cause diseases. Very helpful. That's all the insight I have on that one. I really thought this article would say bees made beer, and it turns out they don't and i just i need us to be disappointed together but what is cool is the bees it seems like the bees are figuring out ways to protect themselves from um some of the things that are wiping them out specifically these quote unquote bad organisms that cause diseases incredible bees are incredible if bees aren't just your favorite you're wrong um last article definitely not as wild but certainly more interesting this one's titled Ooh, this one is titled, Ant Mounds Are More Important for Biodiversity Than Previously Thought. Okay, cool. We've talked briefly about ant mounds before in our ant episode, and they are the hub of, you know, some ant civil- civilizations, holding the queen, housing the sick, providing a safe place for the colony members. You know, we know. These ant hills apparently... Are super important for more than just the ants that live there. Which shocked me. Because like. You don't think about anthills doing anything but helping the ants that live there. Especially when they're like in your yard. It's like man. I have to mow over this. Or like around it. So. No. It's good for a lot of stuff. The ants drag dead animals back to the ant mound. You know to eat. And then this adds carbon and other important nutrients to the surrounding soil. And by animals, I don't mean like full-on dead raccoons because that's what popped into my head, like little things. The ant mound also warms up the surrounding ground. And in springtime, things like lizards and beetles like to rest near ant mounds for warmth. The heat and the nutrients create unique conditions that allow certain plant species that don't otherwise thrive to thrive like on the ant mound. Holy cow, right? I'm shocked. I know I talk a lot about backyard ecosystems and how one bug can make a big impact on the lives of everything in our areas, but come on. This is the best example of that that doesn't turn into like a whole food web situation. There's like a direct relationship here and it's incredible. So everyone except people thrive with anthills. My plants do better with them. The bugs in my flower bed do better with them. My lizard friend in the backyard does better with anthills. I'm officially pro-ant hill. I'm still anthill I, I don't even know what to say. The bug news that came out this month was all kind of mind-blowing. I am shook. And also... All pretty good news this month, right? Usually I slip in one that's kind of a downer, but this month I didn't see any articles that stood out that were negative. And I don't do that to like bring down the vibe here on the bug plug, but I do it to show that it's not all positives in the field of biology right now. Worldwide, we're facing a lot of scary things that usually have to do with climate change. And the results on the insect world are terrifying. So I don't want to ignore any of that. However, this month, I didn't see anything that was like, oh, dang, that's a bummer, but super important. So it's kind of more of a positive news episode, which we love. Love it for us. Okay, so that'll do it for this one. Thank you so much for learning with me today. I'll see you next week here on the Bug Plug Podcast.